0: Welcome NYCRA members to the NYCRA podcast. It's the official podcast of the National Ice Cream Retailers Association, where we are all about ice cream people helping ice cream people. And today we are talking to Tom Yoakam, who is the Deputy District Director of the, uh, the Small Business Administration St. Louis office. How are you, Tom? I'm doing good, Steve. Thanks. Mate, uh, you, as well as, there's probably two groups of people that are getting extremely busy right now, food service people and deputy district directors of SBA offices. Would I be somewhat close? Sounds oh. like it. <laughs> That's good. Mate, um, we appreciate you coming back on. We had a really good webinar with you. Uh, must have been about three or four weeks ago now. Um, and uh, I guess we're kind of, again, two or three, four weeks uh, past where probably the majority of ice cream shop owners, restaurant owners have applied for um, at least PPP and maybe have had those funds um, and also kind of managing where they're at on the uh, EIDL process. Do you just want to give us a little bit of a history as to kind of, you know, where the SBA has been so far as lending up to this point? And then we can talk a little bit about loan forgiveness and so forth.
1: Sure. Happy to do that. So there's two two groups of funding about available the the PPP funding and the EIDL funding. Um, and we got word this morning, so this is fairly current information. Uh, PPP money is still available. Um, they have spent uh, five hundred. I should say they have loans for 511 billion dollars so far. Um, so there's still money available. The second round was 310 billion, and they they've not spent all that yet. So there's still time to get in if you haven't already gotten into that. Uh, EIDL loans um, they have closed that to anyone but an agricultural business right now. We do not know if they're gonna be opening that back up, but uh, if you did apply, you are in the queue. All numbers that begin with a three are definitely in the queue and they're getting to those as quick as they can, but uh, they have asked for a lot of patience because they literally had millions and millions of applications. So. Uh, if you have a loan application number, great. Stand by. They'll get to you. If you haven't, uh, you can't apply right now, but they're, they may open that back up. We don't know.
0: Okay. That's a, that's a great overview. Um, and I know you mentioned in the previous webinar that if you had applied for the EIDL loan and you hadn't received a number or the number was different than what you described, Uh, At that point, you suggested that that people should apply again. Um, That is
1: correct. Thank you for saying that. Because yes, the the only other group of people that can get back on into that portal and apply are people that have already applied and received an application number with a 2. If you applied the very first week, you would have gotten a number that started with a 2. And those people are still eligible to go in and reapply So that they can match up the two loan numbers.
0: Okay. Okay. And that's important because a lot of people, as you said, jumped on the bandwagon really quickly uh, in order to kind of bridge that uh, gap of revenue versus, you know, uh, so forth. Uh, Correct. And and very early people didn't get an application number at all. Others got two. But the majority now, since we've spoken on that webinar, have received one that says three. I know that my particular, for my business, uh, my application starts with a three, and I don't get a lot of emails from the SBA, but every probably two, maybe three weeks or so, I do get an email saying, hey, you know, it's okay. Uh, (laughs) Take a breath. We're processing it, and we'll get back to you almost.
1: Correct. No, that's good to know. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, very good. Um, and uh, so no word yet on uh, another round of uh, EIDL, whether that will open up to general business. Right now, it's just focused on agriculture. Correct. Okay, uh, Okay. let's talk a little bit about PPP, because I think that was um, a program that, again, greatly appreciated, particularly by a lot of uh, people in our particular industry. Um, And it seemed to be that uh, the response was very quickly. If you were uh, applied via your local bank or not even your bank, but another person's bank, um, a lot of those funds have been distributed. Um, And now the conversation turns a little bit to forgiveness. Before we do that, though, just a general overview on, on the actual PPP usage. So it's payroll, rent, mortgage interest, or utilities. And there's a 75% payroll uh, condition there. Do you want to explain that a little bit more?
1: Sure. So they basically take your average monthly income, multiply it times two and a half, and that's your loan amount. So for PPP, and you're eligible for up to 100% forgiveness of that, as long as you spend. 75 percent or more for payroll and that's kind of where the two and a half times comes in because they're giving you two and a half months of payroll so if you spend the two months of payroll for all you and all your staff then you're you can also use the other 0.5 amount for like you said mortgage interest rent utilities as it pertains to your business and all that can be forgiven. And so it's actually, since, since we last talked, there was a, uh, there's a little bit of information that came out on that too, because I think some of your folks were asking about uh, uh, both full-time employees and in particular, since you have a lot of part-time people, what if they don't want to come back? If you offer them a job in that, so two right. two things right. that have come up to come up with that is one, full time equivalent personnel is based on forty hours a week. So if you have four people that work ten hours a week, you have one full time equivalent person.
0: Right,
1: and you are you are able if one of those people does not come back, you're able to work another one twice as much to cover the person that don't come back. Right. The other part of that that's kind of important is if you have someone that decides they don't want to come back, you need to make the offer to them in writing. So send them an email, offer them their job back. If they choose not to come back, you're not responsible for their percentage of that payroll. You have to document it, that's why you need to send it in writing. But as long as you do it in writing, You're not responsible for paying out that to equal that part of their so if you had four people and you needed to spend 75 percent, if one person left, you're not responsible for paying that 25 percent of payroll,
0: right? Uh, But you can. But you can cycle in somebody else. You absolutely can, yes.
1: If you're able to do that, you absolutely can. The only thing they're asking you to do is, like I say, do that in writing, and they also want you to let the unemployment office know that the person declined work because if they decline the work, they're really not eligible for unemployment either.
0: Right. Uh, And when you say writing, email's fine or does it need to be? Email's fine, yes. In fact, it's probably... Preferred because you've got that documentation of when it was set and whether it was open and so forth. Correct. Um, now let's talk a little bit about part-time employees because I know a lot of our um, a lot of our members and people in the ice cream business you know, a majority are part-time employers. So can you can you fill up that forty hours a week with part-time? Make that absolutely. Up? Yeah. Yeah. If you if you had a forty-hour employee quit. You can hire as many part-time people as you want to fill in uh, the hours (laughs) okay and um a question that comes up quite often both i know in the webinar and through the office here is that the majority of ice cream shop owners kind of have if not their own payroll or they're factoring their own payroll into their tax situation uh or they're just doing draws um so how does uh, or, or what's the best way in order for someone who um, as a business owner and is pulling revenue from that business as their wage, even though it may not be documented as a wage, uh, what's the best way for them to be able to report that accurately so in, the seven, in the 75%?
1: Right. Well, there, there's actually some pretty good guidance on that. Um, in Well, I guess it's all in the same place. It's either on the, you can go to the two websites. It's either the SBA.gov website or the treasury.gov website. And there is a specific answer to that on how to calculate your salary, payroll, et cetera, for your application. There's a whole section under <laughs> can Go there right now and tell you what it says. Um, give me one second to get there.
0: All right
1: there's a uh, how to calculate loan amounts under treasury.gov you click on the covid-19 banner says for direct relief from covid-19 click here and then there's a section under there for borrowers and the fifth one down says how to calculate loan amounts okay That will tell you exactly what to do for your calculation. And then likewise, right under that is the loan forgiveness application. And that will actually walk you through. It's not the simplest form, I, I will tell you. But that will walk you through the different pieces for forgiveness. And it does speak to uh so you know sole proprietors right. owners, and people that have draw and and that type of thing, so there's two great spots right there for you to get that information
0: sure, and we'll put that link in the uh, in the show notes here for for this podcast now um so far as loan forgiveness is concerned, what is the time frame on that does it need to be submitted by a certain period of time, and what happens so, if it's not submitted by that they
1: well oddly enough they've not come out with specific guidance on some on a late time to forgive that but they're t- so you have to make currently there's a lot of discussion on this so that's a good question a lot of discussion on if they're going to extend this eight-week period or anything like that right now the official guidance the official regulation is you have eight weeks from the day the funds are dispersed to pay out that loan for all your employees. So you got you to pay employees starting within 10 days of the day you get your funds dispersed to you. Then you have to make payroll for the next eight weeks. And after the seventh week, you can apply for forgiveness. You can't apply before that because you won't have met the timeline. Right. They've not said if you can apply later than that. I think they're, I'm speculating, but I'm making an assumption that they're figuring everybody's going to want to apply as soon as humanly possible to make sure that their loan is forgiven. Right. So they're not too worried about telling people
0: what your timeline is. Yeah, and the only the only reason I bring that up is that you know, for many, particular for our industry, for ice cream shop owners, they are going to be in the thick of you know this whole uh, seven day a week evenings, weekends, trying to make up for revenue that you know has been lost at the beginning, beginning in the middle of the season. So um, I can see some ice cream shop owners scooping scoops and in late into the evening, thinking, "Oh my gosh, I've got to get this form in," um, but it sounds like uh, like any loan documentation it's really about documenting uh making sure you've got you know correct forms correct timelines all that kind of thing correct and actually you just made mention of something there that I think is also very
1: pertinent there is uh I'm looking for that as too ice cream shop owners sounds like they have a lot of seasonal work exactly
0: that's going to be so my next question
1: there there is a specific uh rule on that that specifically talks to what how you calculate for seasonal seasonal businesses and you can go again it's on the treasury what website here i'm i'm looking for the act there it is it's a interim final rule criterion for seasonal employers it was posted on april twenty seventh. So, if you go down, let's see it's one two, three, four, five the fifth interim rule down is for seasonal employers, so take a look there and that will tell you exactly
0: how to go about calculating your loan amount for seasonal employers right um that sounds great. there's a lot of really good information here what what's um you know, from, a, from an SBA office standpoint, what's been uh, the biggest question or concern um, industry-wise so far as the program? Has there been kind of one line of questions or concerns that have kind of risen up over the others? Um, the
1: biggest one is on the forgiveness. Um, and to be honest, while the, uh, there's very limited guidance on that, A big, a big question that I think everybody has, probably one of the biggest questions on the PPP program is uh, what if I can only spend 74% instead of 75% and I don't have an exact answer for that. There is nothing that they've come out and specifically written to say. Here's the answer to that. However, if you go to uh, the application and you start filling out the application, and honestly, once you know what your loan amount is, you can kind of go in and fill out the forgiveness application at the same time. Right. Because you you don't need to wait for seven weeks to fill it out. You just have to wait seven weeks to apply for it. Yeah. But if you look at it, and start running through the numbers, you will see what your forgiveness part would be based on the number of employees you're able to pay back and bring on board and all that. And it'll tell you, it, it doesn't say you don't have to pay back um, 75%, but it does kind of allude to the number. It, it tells you the number you're gonna still owe. Yeah. And from what we've seen, uh it it doesn't look like you would have to pay back anything more than what you didn't pay out but again every person needs to look at their own application and look at the numbers for themselves and don't take my word for it or anybody else's word for it you need to do the application and see for yourself what your payback would be yeah and how much would be forgiven
0: right yeah, because it, it's not a forgiven or not. There's a percentage of it that's going to be forgiven, whether it be the entire amount or. Correct. So it's very possible that,
1: you know, you, you might see that what they're going to look at. And if you start looking at the application, because that, that's actually out there now, uh, the, uh, it talks about what your rent payment is, what your utility payment is, uh, what your mortgage interest would be. So don't think that you get to use the rest of the money that you didn't spend. That's not what it's for. Right. It's you have specific amount and there's very specific guidelines on you have that eight week period. So they don't even want you, uh, using your rent payment for the month that you were out. You have to use it for the eight week period that you had the funds
0: dispersed. Right. Yeah.
1: So yeah, and I think they, you
0: were very specific about that in the last podcast is that this 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 loan is timed for this particular period. Um, correct. So calculating your rent and all of your utilities and everything's for this eight-week period between when those funds arrived in your bank account up to that eight-week period, that's where the documentation needs to happen.
1: Correct. Yeah. Um,
0: so where do you see this going, Tom? And And can I just say from a I guess from an organisational standpoint, the beauty of this program was its nimbleness. I mean, the ability to be able to kind of turn on a relatively quick dime and get these funds out has been a huge relief. Uh, the problem of the of the program is its nimbleness. That we, that, you know, we seem to be getting updates um, semi regularly, and not so many rule changes. But as you've mentioned uh, both today and in the podcast, is that you know we're getting new information all the time. So um, you know th- that's the challenge is that everyone wants to comply um, and utilize those funds correctly but sometimes we just don't have all the answers
1: well that is and it's
0: that is basically that is a very
1: difficult piece to this whole thing too because for example the banks were screaming and hollering almost literally in the last week or so because they they had they had a deadline of uh, uh, last, actually, last Monday or week, yeah, week, a little over a week ago, and they, they didn't know what to do. Well, and then the they came out late late in the game there and said, "Oh, well, we'll give you another week." Right. So it things are changing all the time. They're going to continue to change, and the more the people ask questions the more they're going to change because they're going to be coming out with answers to those questions. So there's also, you know, there's a whole nother conversation going on up in Washington about whether they're going to change the program as it sits existing now, whether they're going to add anything to it, it, who knows. Right. So that, that's been the biggest, you know, hardship of this whole thing is trying to be accurate with your
0: information when you know i can tell you this today and tomorrow it's going to be different <laughs> right and that, i guess that's another question is that does has there been any talk of round 3 the, the is the general feeling that round 2 uh while it is still current is is if you haven't done this you better get in now because once round 2 finishes up there may not be a round 3
1: so round 2 is good through june 30th or till the money runs out one or the other so what we're i think if they come out with anything additional they're going to wind up changing the terms of what the rules are for it you know do right now there's eight weeks do you have do you have 16 weeks do you have 24 weeks to spend this you know what are what are the rules going to be that that's going to be the big game changer on all this.
0: So we're, we're all kind of waiting to hear. Yep. Um, great, great information. Um, any closing thoughts, words of wisdom from the SBA of district office in St. Louis, Missouri? Well, hey, we're just, one, thank you for uh, inviting us to have a
1: conversation. We're always happy to do that. And uh, we're here to help so if you do have any more specific questions about just your particular business by all means uh reach out to us either I, you can call me at 314-539-6615 or you can email me at thomas t-h-o-m-a-s dot y-o-c-h-i-m at sba.gov and we'll do everything we can to help you. That's why we're here.
0: Man, I appreciate that. Um, we may uh, erect a small statue of Tom Yokum uh, <laughs> at our next uh, event because, uh, I mean obviously people can contact their local SBA office, but it, um, you've been a good uh, good source of information and hopefully we won't have all six or 700 of our members be calling you and and uh, asking questions, although you could perceivably have a lifetime's worth of ice cream waiting for you. Well, hey, you know, that's not a bad deal there. (laughs) Right.
1: But you know, I tell you, people have been calling from all over the country and I think it's because of associations like yours and it's also some, some offices are, you know, have more staff than others. Some are easier to reach than others. So I'm just happy that you reached out and I'm happy that, you know, we were able to have a conversation and, like I said, anything we can do to help. We just this, this is a hard time for everybody
0: and just extremely strange. So
1: that's why we're here.
0: No, well, again, we appreciate your help. We'll put your contact details down uh, in the show notes if anyone from the organization or uh, anyone in the industry needs some assistance. Uh, but I think it's, you know, as, as clear as it can be so far as the uh, documentation. Again, we're going to put the links to uh, some of the, uh, documents, uh, and information that, uh, as Thomas shared with us today, mate, uh, keep, uh, keep plugging away there in the district office and, uh, we appreciate your time. Hey, likewise. Thank you very much. Thanks folks. And if you, uh, would like to be on the podcast or if perhaps you have a question that you'd like answered, get an expert on, uh, drop us a line, info at micro.org and for more information on the podcast, previous episodes and all of the Nycra information you need you can go to nika.org or icecreamusa.org thanks again tom you bet thank you